Slice Audio. Friends, we're kicking off the end of March with another episode of the Book of Murdoch. 33, 4, 34-ish is where we're at. I'm just fresh out of a hot yoga. I'm feeling, I'm feeling yappy. So let's, (laughs) let's, I'm feeling talkative. Let's go record a podcast. It's certainly cheaper than buying a shrink or renting a shrink, I guess, that's what you would do with a therapist, which everybody should do. It's healthy for you. By the way, tonight's I've been it. There's been a request to have the tea of the evening um, explained at the beginning of the show because there's a listener, (laughs) which I respect this, by the way, there's a listener out there who doesn't particularly like the, the show, but is interested Mostly in a hater fashion of what tea I'm drinking. And so there was a very polite request to put this at the beginning of the show. And I'm not an unreasonable man. And so here you go, fella. Tonight's tea is, uh, and, and here's some hipster bullshit for you. I've got a Jade Citrus Mint Tivana Green Tea. Which not really hipster, though. It's Starbucks. It's just meant to be hipster. And I got to tell you, man, it's delicious. So to the one guy who hates me, you, by the way, hate, hate me all you want. I moved a bit for you. So the next time you're going to take a family vacation or otherwise, go to MurdochJones.com and click on the book VIP link. And it will save you up to 83%. Although I will say this, I am a I am a user of my own product. I am booking a trip and like I've had better customer service. I'm not trying to be an asshole to my sponsor. I'm appreciative of it, but like I'm just telling you people you know, like I don't really give it. I mean, I'll take the cash, sure, but I want the product to be okay. Anyways, I have no problems with anything. I'm just saying that, you know, customer service is, could use a boost. But like I'm st- <laughs> but here's your fucking plug. <laughs> MurdochJones.com and click on the book VIP link. All right. Post hot yoga. Here we go. Um, oh God, you know what? I like so here's hear me out here. For those of you that you're you're like a passive listener to these, you'll catch an episode or two, and you'll usually punch out when you hear me say something that you egregiously disagree with. Or like, you don't like that I'm picking on you a little bit. Not this thing's picking up a little bit of speed, so I'm getting a little bit of like, hey man, were you talking about me? I'm never almost ever talking about you. Like, first calm down. But like, hear me out here. If you punch out on this show from time to time because you're like, I don't like that opinion, that's dumb. Here's one thing I will say to like bring you back to the fold a little. From time to time, I need to go back and amend an opinion or at least apologize for making fun of this, these of whatever I'm talking about because I'm no better, which is generally my point in all of this show. But I got to tell you, man, I got to shut the fuck up about the Peloton people and the CrossFit people because I, without even realizing it, I have become the same type of asshole about hot yoga 
because, and I'm not trying to do it on purpose, but I just noticed it tonight. I'm like, I bet I've told how many fucking people I'm doing hot yoga. Oh my God, I won't shut up about hot yoga. And I'm, I, and I don't think I'm working it into the conversation to be an asshole, but I wouldn't put that past me because I, you know, I'm, t- I'm sitting in a room talking to you invisible friends for, for, for fun. And, you know, so like, I certainly probably did introduce it. And I've been talking mad shit, friends, mad shit about the Peloton people and the CrossFit people because you're all the fucking worst. And, like, I get it. I'm happy for you. But, like, I can't say shit anymore because apparently I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a cult member of, the <laughs> of that. Not all hot yoga. I'm also throwing some Ashtanga in there because we learned a couple weeks ago. We're too fat for Ashtanga, but fat season is over. Find your hot yoga. You don't, I mean, I only say that, I do say this because I, I realized I was being an asshole, so I wanted to be, just say that out loud to all of you. Like, I can't talk shit anymore. But, but like, pick a, pick a thing. You don't have to talk about it, but like, maybe it's a walk. Walk your dog. But do it four times. I've done it four times a week. I know I'm about to be a hot yoga asshole, but just hear me out. Four times a week. I'm on my fourth week. And like, just, it's, it's not in, I'm not, it's not really like, I'm not saying it's like, I'm not trying to be a health guy here. I'm clearly, if you've ever heard stories of my drinking and drugging youth, (laughs) you would understand that I'm not necessarily what would be called a medical professional. Uh, I'm sure there are podcasts for that. But, like, just pick a thing, man. Do it four times a week. Do it for a couple of months. Fat season's over. You got to, it's, I skipped Monday because I was tired because I got the shot, which we can talk about later, I guess. But, like, I was, I was, I should have went. I was being a pussy about it. I really wasn't that. I mean, I was tired, but, like, I could have doubled down and, like, found the energy. But since I skipped Monday, I went tonight. Here we go. And it, you know, got me in the studio. And now I'm just rambling about hot yoga forever and ever. Well, I'm just saying, man, fat season's over. And you got to stick to it. I got, like, here, 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 you all have, here, here's, we all have a version of this, right? I'm going to be somewhere in May. Me and my boys are going to take a trip. We're going to go to a warm weather destination. That's a shirt off territory. And, like, you know what I noticed tonight at yoga? I, I am the color of a whiteboard, but like a new whiteboard, not an old whiteboard in the kindergarten room that's been written on 7,000 times. Parts of my body surely look like that as well. <laughs> but like, you know, can I tan? Is it still, can, is it allowed to tan or is that for sure going to kill you? How does that work now? I feel like I'm going to risk it a little. Tanning boots are comfortable. It's a nice little 15-minute relaxation therapy session. And then and then I'm not saying, again, not a medical show. I don't think it's for everybody. But particularly when you're the color of legal pads, blue stripes and all. <laughs> a little bit of, a little bit of tanning bed I don't think is gonna kill me. And they have like don't they have lotions you can put on that like protect you from the cancer part and then still turn you a little browner. I'm not trying to be George Hamilton here by any means, but like, you know, feeling healthy. 
Want to want to bronze it up a little bit? Bronze sounds is is, an, is I think an an arrogant reach, uh, you know. Less white, I think, is what we're really <laughs> going for. I don't, but I don't. Can it, is it going to kill me? I didn't bring my laptop in. Let's find out. Dun 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 dun. Will tanning kill me? Will tanning kill me? Um, pum, 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 sorry, our internet sucks. In the Home Slice Audio Studios in our current office location, we roughly have the same internet as some of the, I'm not saying all the way in the cave Taliban, but like, you know, the caves closest to the city's internet in Afghanistan is generally what we have down here. <laughs> it's a it's a treat, let me tell you. Okay, this is from skincancer.org. Five myths of indoor tanning busted. Oh, we're gonna bust some myths like the like them nerds. I don't mean that on a bad way. I like that show. Mythbusters. Sure, that's what it was called. A little on the nose. Year-round UV exposure is essential for vitamin D and good health. Oh, this is an anti-tanning thing, I think. Well, I mean, that's what I want. Okay, so it cannot block the UV rays. And vitamin D is not the hyper-cure-all, you think. Um, okay, myth two. Indoor tanning is safer than sun tanning. Well, I already knew that. Um... Myth three, a base tan before vacation prevents dangerous sun. That's a myth? I thought you were always supposed to get a base tan. That's certainly not a myth in my experience. And I don't mean to sound like one of these, like, I'm sure, like, there's some skin. There's <laughs> there's some dermatologist that's going to hear this one day and be like, Jesus Christ, this guy sounds like an anti-masker, science-denying lunatic. But I'm telling you, you don't understand the brightness of my skin tone. And surely, before I go on vacation, I need to, I mean, I won't say burn a couple layers off, but but like, you know, get a little sunburnt, peel a little bit. Lots of sunscreen, all that shit, blah, blah, blah. But like, certainly, it's not, that can't be a myth. I don't believe this, skincancer.org. Look at, this is all it takes, right? This is, this is what I bitch about. Here, I don't know what skincancer.org is. It's the Skin Cancer Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit. I mean, I guess they're in it to not get skin cancer for people. So here I am just completely not believing a probably pretty scientific article. <laughs> but, you know, okay, so instead of I don't believe it, let me just amend my argument. Okay, I understand, but I'm going to do it a little bit anyway. That's the argument we have with liquor. That's certainly the argument we have with any medical marijuana discussion that you would have. So I, I guess I'm not saying they're wrong. Myth five, tanning beds are a good way to improve your mood or treat seasonal affective disorder. I'm telling you, I don't know if I've ever had the seasonal affective disorders, although I, do, I don't think that's one of those bullshit things. I think like people in Alaska get it and people who live in the winter get it. And like I, 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 anecdotally... Again, not trying to be a science denier, 
10 minutes in the tanning booth, it certainly improves my mood, especially in the dark winter when the sun goes down at fucking noon in this in this moronic area we live in. And, you know, it's like dark. I'm not. There are people in Alaska that have it worse. I get it. But, like, I don't fucking live in Alaska. I'm not trying to hunt moose. I, I'm out in the hills. Uh, and, and, and good, bad, or indifferent, I mostly love it here. <laughs> so, like, you know, January 10th, when it's fucking negative 22 outside and it and the wind is, has seemingly been blowing like we're in the eighth season of Game of Thrones. I don't know, man. Makes me feel a little better. But I will defer to the experts at skincancer.org. <laughs> what the fuck were we even talking about? Oh, can you tan? Okay, very good. Um... Okay, moving on. Hey, I thought of a fun game that we can play together, and maybe and maybe we can make a little Instagram account from it. It requires all of our work together, and like I'll pay attention as well, and like we'll collect these. You know what I think would be a fantastic Instagram account? Just pictures and videos of old men struggling <laughs> to the, with the parking meter. Have you, just pay attention. To an old man trying to work a parking meter. I'm not trying to make fun of old people by any stretch of the imagination. And like, here's why it's old men. Because old women don't get as infuriated. Old men treat parking meters like a bank vault they're trying to get into. And they're one fucking number off from having that son of a bitch open. And then, <laughs> and then they can't, and then, you know, and like, I'm sorry, old fellas, I'm not trying to pick on you, but like, and I get it. I, I, I will be you one day. I understand. And you were raised on parking meters with change, like a, a dime would get you an hour and you could go have a drink with your boys or go have a meeting or buy your Cowboys reshoed, whatever. Now, you know, it's buck an hour now. Times have changed. Everything's a little more expensive. And you can use your credit card. Oh, my God. And then, you know what's fun as shit? Do this. <laughs> and again, I'm not, I don't at all, I'm not at all trying to be mean to them because I will genuinely help them. But suggest to them, hey, you know, you can download it on your, on your app, on your phone, and, like, you can just pick the number. I do it every day. And I do. I do it every day. I'll we have them walk them how to through it. And just the, even the, even the, just the, the mere suggestion that they have to download an app on their phone to park is like you might it's like the it's like you've asked them to move their grandchildren into internment camps they're just <laughs> in fear like why are you so mad just download the fucking app and learn how to use it this is why you're mad admit that it's hard, but admit that you won't. You're refusing to learn it. I don't know why I'm lecturing these people all the time. I'm just laughing at their faces, and then I'm being mean with a lecture about it. I don't mean to be an asshole. And like, giggle your tits off right now, boys. I'm telling you, add forty years to everything we're doing, and then one day, some you know, some asshole like me who does mean well but still loves a joke is gonna be like, sir, you know, if you wave your pinky finger in front of the who's a diggle. It'll, and like, I'm not putting another thing in my pinky finger. I already did the thing on my ring finger and my thumb. I can just hear it. Yeah, stave that off as long as you can, man. Anyways, I would, I think, 
back to my original point. If you see an old man struggling with a parking meter, why don't you give it give yourself a picture and send that into MurdochJones.com. We'll start a little. We'll maybe we'll start a little Instagram account. I think it'd be fun. I'll make you a deal. If it ever takes off like viral, like one of these things that ever works, works and gets millions of deals, we'll all use the money for something cool. That doesn't have to be all my cash. We'll we'll do something bitching with it. Uh. I go. I gotta buy that. I gotta. I gotta get that Instagram account. My old old man at parking meters. <laughs> old women don't have the same. You know, they'll huff and puff a little bit, but they but they somehow come hell or high water. There's been forty seven dollars to change it in that purse since nineteen sixty two. So they'll just figure it out. They'll just jam all their fucking dimes in there, and but they can still you know go eat with their ladies for a couple of hours, or go do the go do the hair. <laughs> Oh my God! Speaking of old women hair, holy shit! I have the most embarrassing story. <laughs> oh wait, oh no. all right, fine. I'll tell this story. I'll tell this story because I already kind of fixed it a little bit. Okay, so like, I I am a forty year old man, as you might have heard me stressing out about in the last few episodes of this podcast, and I I have um. For I my hair went gray and and white at a very early age, and so I have Carl from Up uh, syndrome, where I look in the hair wise, um, and then I think with my fashion style it certainly adds to it a little bit because I'm a, certainly a fan of sweaters. You know, I mean, I look a little older than I am, and and I've I've been noticing my white hair <laughs> getting like just, and I think it was mostly in my mind. But it was getting a little dingy looking, and I was terrified. And this is this is like this is this is why your bullshit in adulthood always stems from something. I can point this back to my childhood. I remember sitting on a bus as plain as day right now on the Elsester Hudson school bus, driving, getting driven to wherever we we're going. And Ed Osterkamp was the bus driver. I remember his name and his white hair had turned like really yellow. The same kind of yellow. Do you remember remember smoking lounges and airports and like the white walls would be, be like off white because, you know, if some guy doesn't get a couple of puffs of a filterless camel in, he's going to beat a stewardess or something. And like the, that same kind of yellow. I can picture the yellow. Old banana peel, but like pale. It's just, it's not good. And I didn't want my hair to be that color. And I started stressing out about it a little bit. So there's shampoo, fellas. There's shampoo you can buy. Guys, I'm telling you, there's a whole, like, undiscovered land of very specific products that can help your hair or your ear hair or your face or your dark eyes or your big pores or your, you know, ball bag eye sacs. Like, embrace it. Come along with this ride with me. It's fun. Here's what they have. They have shampoo and conditioner that you, <laughs> that you can put in your hair and it like takes the dingy yellow out and like brightens up your white to turn turn me more into the silver fox I am meant to be <laughs> and so oh my god this is so fucking stupid and so like all right I'm going to use this stuff and I use it and 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 I use it once and kind of lightly just to kind of try it out a little bit and I'm like okay right I think it kind of helped a little bit well, I wasn't paying attention, and I took one of them. Like, what I will say this about living alone. 
I certainly enjoy an alone hot shower now that my children are getting older and that you know what I mean they're not in your hair like they like they are when not in your hair you know what I mean but like you know what I'm talking about so I left <laughs> I left this purple it's called purple shampoo for some reason it's like bright bright purple it turns your whole bathtub purple but it like brightens up your yellow but if you leave your conditioner in for a long time in your long shower because you're enjoying your alone time in your alone house with your water heater all to yourself the problem is it turn it can turn your hair it can turn your white hair just just the touchest of purple very similar to some of the old women when they go do their <laughs> when they go do their hair so i had to like go go back to the store and like get a counter you know like listen it this 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 new products i'm trying out it it's it can be treacherous it's some, there's some trial and error to your to your beauty care fellas but like you know what the first time i put together the piece of ikea furniture i want to i want to throw it against the wall until you get in a groove a little bit it's the same shit you got to try a little bit once in a while so my hair, so i had to go get some like shampoo to unpurple my hair so I didn't look like my great grandmother Edna because that got real purple at the end great grandma's hair got real purple at the end not my hair my hair was just a little purple do you want to hear something adorable about my great my great <laughs> my great grandparents so like they they lived way into their 90s <clears throat> sorry losing my voice here <clears throat> So my great-grandparents lived way into their late 90s. And when my great-grandmother became wheelchair-bound, like, she was in a wheelchair for fucking ever. It was, that was it had to be a bummer for her. But she couldn't, like, go down, you know, old women like to go down and get their hair did. It don't, doesn't matter if you're white and 80 or if you're 16 and wherever. So, like, he, she couldn't do that anymore because you get old and that sucks. And so my great-grandfather, my great-grandpa Arvel would, like, he went down and learned how to do her hair and like he would do her hair in the bathroom and color it and style it and all that shit. And, and like, he didn't, he didn't really know what he was doing. So he would, <laughs> she, you know, sometimes she'd show up at Thanksgiving and it'd be bright fucking purple. <laughs> oh, that's the best was, this is so, this is going to make me cry. It's so adorable. So he'd like do her makeup and shit too, but he's 110. He didn't know what the, what the hell he was doing. So like, you know, she'd come winging out of the bathroom in that wheelchair once in a while, and she'd be looking like the fucking Joker. <laughs> but, and, you know, instead, why so serious? It would be more like, you know, would you like some strawberry shortcake? Great Grandma Edna. Getting old as a son of a bitch, man. But, you know, find yourself a fella who will do your Joker makeup when you're 96 and you're in a wheelchair. He also played the Bells. 90-whatever-year-old dude, he's playing the bells. If you don't know what the bells are, for those of you that aren't very white and Lutheran, such as myself, well, former Lutheran, so, like, there's, like, eight people, and they all have a couple of bells, and it's all kind of harmonized, and you do Christmas carols and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you go to old folks' homes, and you go to hospitals. I don't know whoever wants to hear the bells. I'm, I'm not saying the bells are awesome. I'm just saying it's awesome that, you know, like, you can't just grab a guitar when you're 96 and start touring bells are <laughs> kind of what you're limited to that was my great grandpa arbel he was a good shit 
Um, my hair is no longer purple, for those of you that are concerned. It's back to the silver fox color we've intended it to be. And we're staying away from Ed, Ed Osterkamp blonde. And I'm not picking on old Ed. I'm assuming he has died years since. Um, but, you know, I can still picture that yellow hair, man. Oh, shit. Speaking of stories from El Sister, <laughs> listen to this. Okay. If you haven't heard the Rat Tail episode, you need to go back. I, and we're talking, this is in the first five-ish, ten-ish episodes. Look through the summary. You'll find it. There's somewhere in the, somewhere in the history of this show. There's there, there's a rat. There's a story about a rat tail. Okay, you can't. You have to go back and listen to that before you listen to. I have an up. I have a rat tail update. Even if you haven't, if you don't remember the rat tail story, I would encourage you to go back in your favorite podcast player, find the rat tail episode, listen to that story. You don't have to listen to the whole thing. Just listen to the rat tail part, and then come back here. Okay, I'll let you go do that. I will see you in a minute. Okay, quick recap. This is a rat tail update. So if you listen to this show, you know from time to time I like to give stories from my hometown of Elsister, home of 750 friendly people, very Norman Rockwell childhood. It was very enjoyable. I, I, I love the way I grew up. It was, But it was, you know, a little hillbilly at times. Okay, so... Kid, the, as I remembered the story, Kid was in the shop and was fucking around with his dad's drill and had a glorious, like, I remember this rat tail. It was all of a foot long. And somehow got it caught in the, <laughs> in the drill and, bzzz, and, it, and out popped out the rat tail. Ran into some dear friends from Elsister last weekend. They all came out, did one of them couple vacations where, you know, what do we call them? Apple pickers. Where you, you come out and there's like six of you and you're all one, you're all paired up. <laughs> and it's, you know what I mean? I, I'm not sure. I mean, I just, I'm, I don't mean to, it probably sounds like sour grapes because I don't take those vacations, but it does not sound that fun to me. Anyways, they were having a nice time and it was very wonderful to see them. And we were talking about this show and like swap and telling old, I was hoping they were going to give me a couple of great, like inspirational uh, stories from Elsister. But they did correct me on this. So it wasn't in his dad's shop. It was in it was in shop class. And he, uh, I don't want to name any names. I didn't name any names the first time, so I'm not going to name any names this time around. So the kid with the rat tail was in shop class, and, the, and there was another kid. Teenagers are vicious fucking monsters. Took the drill... <laughs> And same same thing happens, and Ratto pops out. Now this is a lot more feasible, as as physics wise, of how this possibly could have happened. Because often when I tell that story, people would say like, "Well, how did he get his Ratto caught in it in his dad's shop? That's weird." I'm like, "I know, but the kids are weird and they do dumb things." Blah blah blah. No, it was not him who did it. It was other kid in the shop class. Makes a lot of sense. There's your rat tail update. Um, I don't, I don't think I had a, I, I have a story from El Sister, but I feel like I've given you a lot of El Sister. I might sit on, I remembered, (laughs) 
I'll see. This is a tease for next episode. I'll do it next episode. I've been on one blind date in my entire life that my father set up for me when I was in high school in Alcester. And I will tell you that next episode. Um, I'll say this. It didn't, it wasn't love at first sight. <laughs> um, oh my God. I have to fucking read you this email I got from this kid. I Okay. So this is just the best fucking do you know those emails that you save and you always forever save because just the moment in time when you got it, it was exactly what you needed and it restored your faith in whatever you needed restored in at the time? Okay, quick backstory to this. <clears throat> because of COVID and all of this, the school district decided they should cancel prom. And there's a bunch of businesses, and we're one of them, and not trying to be an anti-masker, climate changer, blah, blah, blah. But we were going to throw a prom. We stepped up through a prom. A bunch of businesses stepped up. This is all very inside politics, local here in town. You don't give a shit about it, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, because of various reasons, the original one of the original thoughts on when the prom was going to be is on June 5th. And... And I got the, I got this email. Um, I won't name any names here. Let me just pull it up. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Listen, listen to this sweet kid. Hello, I hope you guys are doing well. My name is Burder. I'm a senior in high school, and I go to Rapid City Central, and I heard you guys are making this prom thing happen, and the day you guys have it, I'll be in California. I know this is a long shot, but I was wondering if you guys maybe could push it a week or maybe a few days back. Again, I know it's a long shot. Someone needs to teach this kid about how to use apostrophes and its, by the way, but uh, I digress. Any, again, I know it's a long job, but me and my girlfriend have been together for a few months and now want to go together, but if you guys can't, I understand. Thanks, kid's name. I fucking love that this could took a shot. Like, knows it's a long shot, knows it's not going to work, but, like, it's trying, like, put yourself in your teenager mind as much as you can. You're 17, 18 years old, and, like, even if you were trying to act like it wasn't a big deal, prom was stressful. When, who are you going to take? Get the talks, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was one of these things that matters to you. It matters who's going with who. Like, this is your world. This is your social network. This is, like, it's a fucking thing. <laughs> and like you can't go to your prom in two months is like a is a marriage and a half when you're in high school. That's a long time for this kid and his whatever girlfriend. And like what a stressful deal. He can't go and like can't do anything about it, can't throw his own prom, nothing plot. What are you gonna do? And I guarantee you, his teenager girlfriend is just being a total asshole about it, because that's what teenagers do. Like He's getting shit now because, like, he picked when the prom was. He's just trying to do the best he can here a little bit. But when you're 17, 18 years old, you don't know how to say that because you're stupid. Testosterone is, is – it doesn't help you in arguments at all. That's why you're fucked for life. That's why you, there's nothing you can do about it. So, like, this kid out of the blue just takes a shot, emails in, like, hey, you guys mind pushing that back a week or so? You'd rather be saving my bacon. I love this kid. Take the shot, man. And here's why. Not because of anything this kid had to do with it, but, like, it ended up working out. 
they moved the date back to the original date for reasons I won't get into. Just but but like the very second I found that out, before the general public was aware, I sent that kid an email like, "Hey man, you're the first high school kid who knows this." But the prom's moving back to the original date, and as long as that's open for you, you should ask your girlfriend to the prom. It was the most fun. I teared up sending that email. I'm so happy for this kid. I've never met him. I'm never going to meet him. I don't really give a shit about him, honestly. But, like, in this moment, I like, it feels really good to have no skin in the game in something and just for out of the blue make this kid's day. <laughs> you know, it's nice... When we could help some high school kids lose their virginity once in a while, isn't it? <laughs> I just like that he took the shot. I don't know. There's not a big lesson in this, but like, take the shot, man. What do you got to lose? Push that prom back a week. Oh, man. What a good kid. I should, I should, you know what I should do? I should find this kid, rent him a limo or something. We should rent this kid a limo. Just make his prom awesome. Just for just because he took a shot. What a good lesson to learn at 18 years old. Your entire childhood life, every teacher, every parent, blah, 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 has been removing all of your speed bumps away from you. And like, you know, you, we're not teaching these children how to deal with any adversity whatsoever. This kid does something about it, even though that really isn't the reason why. It'd be fun to like, hey, man, good for taking a shot. What a great lesson to learn coming out of senior in high school. If I just think it can happen and start working on it, holy shit, maybe it can happen. We didn't teach our kids these lessons. I mean, we do in like motivational poster bullshit kind of way, but like, I don't know. Find me one person who's ever achieved greatness without a fuckload of failure in the beginning of it. Like, this is not how it works, man. You don't know that when you're 18. (laughs) Speaking of 18. Okay, so like, I'll admit, this is me mostly trying to be a, like a cool dad. Like, I'm the cool dad. But <laughs> So on the, I got this little chalkboard next to the door when you go to our house. And I like to write Hunter S. Thompson quotes on there. There's always a good, like, when your children are teenagers, believe it or not, there's, there's always a fitting Hunter S. Thompson quote for both arguments in the fight on both <laughs> on both sides. Another reason I'm bringing this up is, and like, it, I, I, I imagine some of you are a little bit in my demo, right? Like you grew up uh, in, in, in a version of the 90s or 2000s. And a lot of us went through this like real beatnik, Jack Kerouac, you know, Kurt Vonnegut, Hunter S. Thompson. I have a Hunter S. Thompson quote. Listen to this douchey move. Quote. Tattooed on my arm, and it's still my favorite tattoo. That's, I mean, you see, you go through these phases. <laughs> Anyways, I've been writing these quotes on on the on the chalkboard for the boys, and I, we've never talked about it once. I don't, I don't. They probably, I don't know if they've ever read them. I don't know if any of it stuck. You hope a little bit of it does, but this is what I was laughing about. So, like, I change it out on Sunday nights, right? And I I recently wrote out. That one of his most famous quotes, which is buy the ticket, take the ride. And I'm laughing because I have, since probably 17, been using that quote like a douche. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I didn't really face any actual adversity when I was growing up, and I w- wasn't really into like the cool drug culture and any of this. I like 
<laughs> you know, the, the first kid who got weed in the town was like, ooh, marijuana, drug. You know, just a lot of Nancy Reagan where we grew up. That guilt's hard to beat out of your system. But it didn't stop me from wanting to be that cool. And, like, I bet I have used that, buy the ticket, take the ride quote a hundred times. And I bet every time, every, every, every time, it was a little douchey. Except for two days ago when I wrote it on a chalkboard for my 18-year-old twins. Who, like, God, are is Hunter S. Thompson now to, like, to the new 18-year-olds? Who are the new beatniks? Hip-hop artists are their poets. That social media has followed a little bit. I have nothing wrong with hip-hop artists, though. That's good. Oh, my God. We want to get into some Even Stevens. We'll talk about this little Nas X nonsense. Anyways, buy the ticket, take the ride. <clears throat> and I don't mean that douchey or ironically. Just do it. Um... I'll do some even Stevens for you here. Where, where are we at? We're, we're starting to get to an ending point. Let's do a little lecture in, shall we? Let me drink a drink of tea. <clears throat> so we have an... <coughs> oh, shit. Wrong pipe. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Real pro show we got here. I'm not even going to edit that out. <clears throat> All right. Sorry about that. We haven't done an even Stevens for a while. So, like, you know... We do a lot of, we, unfortunately, I suppose, I talk about politics a lot. But a lot of it was about Trump more than it was about politics. And I, I recognize that. But, you know, I'm right. And <laughs> and we were doing a bit for a while called Even Stevens. You know, you on the right, you on the left, put your fucking guns in your holsters and just shut up for a second. And, like, okay, here's the thing. We've got a real... There's a real, like, there the the craps dice are in the air after being thrown into like the next cycle of this, right? Like, whenever a new president gets elected, the first year nine months is all kind of like they they want their administration to do it their way. So they kind of nix, you know. And this happens every new administration, right, left, give a shit who it is. Like, this is just a historical perspective. They cancel a bunch of things. They sign a bunch of new executive orders. And, and when Democrat comes in, things like EPA and blah, 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 like, you know, there's some dramatic changes. And, then, and so the opposition takes a few months and it's like, boo, America's getting ruined, blah, blah, blah. And then it swaps and it's vice versa. All of which is fine. That's not really the point of all this. But like we're we got to There's real. First of all. None, none of what you read on social media is helpful to this at all. You got to stop. You just you got you quit trying to prove your fucking point through social media. I can't. I don't I won't do it. And like or or like Epoch Times or Mother Jones, it's all just quit it. But there but even more than that right now, we've got a real there's like real problems and there's bullshit issues that are 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 putting somebody on shirts and skins, right? Like team d- dividing it all up a little bit. And I get and and it's and it's on both sides. So here's your even Stevens. We got and and so drop your drop your bullshit a little bit. Uh, and we'll do the right first. Th- like this this transgender bullshit and like Satan shoes 
and fucking sex robot legislation. It's a real thing, at least in this state. You got, you gotta, you gotta quit it. You got, like, you gotta understand that gets thrown out there to get you riled up to, like, get you behind a vote in 18 months or whenever the primary is gonna be. 16. Jesus Christ, I'll be here before you know it. You know what I mean? Like, when you're hearing things about save transgender from, like, there's been, like, one transgender, there's a lot of transgender bullshit happening in South Dakota right now, and I don't really have a position on it, because I'm not, I have zero experience in this. I don't, I don't, also, I, I like, right now, candidly, I don't give a fuck. Use the bathroom you want to use, you know what I mean? Dress how you want to dress. Case-by-case case basis. Transgender kid wants to transition into a girl, and that girl has, you know, can bench press me and is going to fuck everyone up on the on the volleyball match or wrestling or whatever. Like, okay, maybe we should have a conversation about it. But on the flip side, if that's not the case, I don't really give a shit. Also, this is not a problem. There's been, like, one kid in the entire state in the decade that has, like, had a case go up to the activities director. And, like, I'm not saying some trans kids aren't getting fucked out of this deal. Certainly there are. I have no idea what any of that's like. I believe that's real. Like, we need to be sensitive to it. But, like, we also have to be reasonable about it. And part of being reasonable about it is, like, not getting all fired up, overly fired up, and inventing invisible boogeyman. Like... We're just going to talk about Christy Noem, I guess. The governor of this fine state looks like she's going to run for vice president or president. And you know that because she'll take somebody like Lil Nas X, who has a bajillion Twitter followers, and he's selling some dumbass limited edition like 666 shoe that's got a drop of human blood in it or whatever. It's a gimmick. There's like it, – it, it's not – you know what I mean? This is not – holy shit – and now there's this like morality of the country is in danger because we're selling Satan shoes and this is you know they do that to get you fired up like that's a that's a chess move you got to see this coming like don't the left is by the way no better you guys gotta fucking cool it like everybody's getting fired like you got it like your new sport can't be just bringing down people because it's fun to bring them down. And this is why you don't get taken seriously. Like, the left has a real opportunity right now to dig in and, like, you could really new deal it. It's the roaring 20s. It looks like it's going to be the roaring 20s again. But, like, that led to some really dark shit in the history of our country, which butted up against a giant world war. If you don't think any of that stuff kind of repeats itself from time to time, like, it's not. You got an opportunity here, right? Like, I'm not a Democrat, so I don't know what it's like, but they've got, you know what I mean? They've got, they've got some executive branches. They've got the Senate. They've got the House. It's a little easier being a Democrat. If you spend the entire time on Facebook complaining about stupid bullshit like, should somebody on the Mandalorian be fired? I'm not saying there aren't people, like, if you've actually done real shit. You know how the Me Too movement started, and it's like Harvey Weinstein and all these sons of bitches, and then it gets down to be like, ah, remember what? what's his name did Ben Affleck did on TRL like 14 years ago when he made a crack about somebody's boob or whatever he did. Jesus. Again, put yourself back into the 18 year old version of yourself and just in the 18 to 28 or 48 year old time span, think of the 
three things you wish you never would have said or done. You know what I mean? Like I've been in blackface and costume before I grew up in Elsister. I didn't meet a black person until I, until I was graduated high school. I mean, not like real, like an actual friend where we shook hands and introduced each other. This, it just doesn't happen instantly. And if if you're gonna go back and cancel a bunch of bullshit that people said 20 years ago, you're you it's we're, you can't everyone that you're gonna get looked at like idiots, and that'll be what your entire thing is about. Like you've got a shot here, don't blow it. Then on the right, like I don't know, man. If you're gonna make this about sex robots and Satan shoes and fucking hip hop artists, like. Do you really want to be that? Is that who we really want to be? The people who go around making sure you can't buy Satan shoes? Fucking buy Satan. You know, by the way, here's how the free market holds. You can find this on my Facebook page. There's a whole little discussion about it. A book of Murdoch. There's the same, like, there's a similar type of shoe, which costs roughly the same amount of money that's like a Jesus shoe. Let the free market sort it out. You don't want to buy devil shoes? No one's jamming devil shoes. Like, these were $1,500 sneakers. A fucking nine-year-old in Ohio is not buying them and then turning into a Satanist. On top of that, we learned a couple episodes ago, Satanists are people, too. I saw one in the fucking drive-thru just getting some Taco Johns. They just want to eat potato lays like everybody else. They're not trying to eat your fucking kids. It's exhausting having to act like this is what matters. And it's it like nobody wrestles alligators without a crowd. So they'll stop bringing up stupid shit when you quit posting about stupid shit and they'll maybe start focusing on real shit. All like I guess I'm trying to get us all to blame ourselves a little bit. Because like these goddamn politicians drain the swamp, blah blah blah. You fucking we sent them there. Shut the fuck up. Quit letting the internet trick you into bullshit. The internet is not your friend on this. All right. That was not my favorite return of even Stevens. If we're just going to critique my, what, my, what, what, this is what it's like podcasting. You say something in a little bit and then you're in your head like, God damn, that didn't land very well. I could have done that whole thing better. <laughs> All right, man. You guys, fat season's over. Um, call if your great grandparents or grandparents are alive, why don't you give them a call and remind them of that funny thing or great thing that they did? Because you won't regret it. And I think that's it. Go to murdochjones.com slash no, just murdochjones.com and just click on the book VIP link. Jesus, you think I'd have that down by now. Be a little patient with the customer service, but like I got a pretty good deal on it and uh, you can too. And if you go to my website and clickety click the link, I get a little money and thank you. You can also go to onit.com, type in the code Murdoch and anything you purchase. And I believe right now you get an additional 15% off. That's the show. And do your four things. Well, do your one thing four times a week. Jesus, let's just get out of here. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. 
The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credit was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone as Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producer is Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.